Welcome to the show. Whew. This is, geez, you know, you don't don't fake a cough. I wasn't even trying to fake a cough. I was trying to make a make some kind of sound. Just don't do that because you're gonna have to really cough. Hey guys, uh, this is Chris to Chris. Comedy advice to fix your life. Wow, uh, what an anticlimactic way to start this show. Hey guys, yo 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 yo. Welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris. Comedy advice to fix your life. I'm your Chris. I'm your Chris. I'm your Chris. Hosting your show like a DJ douchebag. Hi, guys. You guys might know me. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Mike, can we start this whole thing over? Dude, do we really have to? I mean, like, really? No, not like really. We don't have to. But I'd like to. All right. Alright, start over. Okay, uh, can I get the intro again? Yeah, totally, I'll just add it later. Okay. Yo, 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 yo! Welcome to the show! This is Chris to Chris, comedy advice to fix your life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, Mike is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael! I think I already did that. Dude, you said we were gonna restart. No, screw it, screw it. That's our audio engineer, douchebag extraordinaire. We also have our best friend in the whole wide world. Never gives us any shit. Dell is in the corner, standing on standby. Dell, let the folks at home know you are real. I'm definitely a real person in the room. Thank you very much, Dell. You guys might know me from YouTube, Chris vs. the World Comedy Channel, Laser Lemon Gaming Channel, Chris to Chris Podcast Channel. We got a lot to talk about that this week. It's gonna be fun. You guys will be able to... Uh, well, you can subscribe to this show anywhere podcasts are sold for free. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Almost. Almost everywhere. Point is, you can download the show at upandloaded.com. U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. You can download it to your computer. You can download it to your phone, your tablet, your mama. It's great. You can also stream it. It's wonderful. Technology is amazing. And we are the providers of technology at Up and Loaded. We got a great show for y'all this week. We are going to be talking about Spotify. We're going to talk about the Snyder Cut of Justice League, the movie. We're also going to talk about the Batwoman show, some uh, fucky futons, and listener questions, and a lot more. It's going to be a fun show, I think, at least. And I think my thoughts hold some weight on the show because the show is called Chris to Chris, and I do share the name Chris with at least one of those dudes. So let's get into it. This guy, uh, Joe Rogan, you might have heard of him. He uh, used to host Fear Factor. He apparently has the biggest podcast in the entire world, currently beating Chris to Chris, right? So on Tuesday, Mr. Joe Rogan, he announced that the uh, podcast that he hosts, it's called the Joe Rogan Experience, is going to be moving exclusively to Spotify. It's the number one podcast in the world, so that's kind of a big deal. Supposedly, this is a multi, 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 multi million dollar uh, deal. I don't know how many years, he just said a multi year deal. So this dude, biggest podcast in the world, Spotify is getting him exclusively. People are estimating he's getting uh, nine figures out of this, which is, if you're counting, that's in the hundreds of millions of dollars. So first of all, this is a huge loss for YouTube because Joe Rogan Experience is on everywhere podcasts are sold for free, much like this show, but it's also on YouTube. They have a video version of the show on YouTube, but they're always 
very hesitant with YouTube about uh, like not putting up certain videos. You know, like we could play the audio, but we can't play the video because YouTube will take us down. That sort of thing. YouTube sucks these days. This is 2020. YouTube kind of sucks. And I say this as somebody that really used to enjoy making YouTube videos. And I still enjoy making videos. I just don't enjoy the politics of YouTube. They've taken the U out of YouTube. They don't cater to independent creators anymore. They cater to the big dogs. And this is by their own admission. They cater to, you know, Viacom, AT&T, CNN, Fox News, etc., etc., etc. They have taken the U away from YouTube. It's they tube now, right? They punish the little guy. A few years back, like maybe two years ago, I want to say, we were live streaming the E3 press conference on our gaming channel, Laser Lemming. And while we were doing that, uh, well, actually, we were, we were doing we were doing every E3 press conference. We did Nintendo, I think we did Sony and Microsoft. And then we said, you know what? Let's do everybody. Let's do the third parties too. So we said, okay, let's do Ubisoft. And while we were streaming the Ubisoft press conference and giving our live reactions. YouTube banned us from streaming for three months in the middle of our stream, you know, citing some kind of copyright infringement bullshit, right? That, my friends, is what epitomizes everything that's wrong with YouTube today. They favor the big guy and only the big guy. It's all about advertising dollars. Google, much like Facebook, is not... Google's not a search engine company. They are an advertising company. Facebook is not a social media company. They are in a, a marketing company. It's all about getting people to spend money on ads. They've taken the U out of YouTube. It's, it's, it's they tube. It's them tube. It's rich tube. Anyway, the idea that somebody as big as Joe Rogan was moving exclusively to one platform... It's a pretty big deal, right? Because for one thing, if you do not have Spotify Premium, like me, you know, you're a poor like me, that means that you suddenly have to listen to commercials in the middle of this fool's podcast. And you know, his whole thing before was like, look, I don't do commercials in the middle of a podcast. I do commercials at the beginning and at the end. You know, you, you bookmark it. That's how he said it. You know, you, you bookmark the podcast. You know, people can deal with it at the beginning. They can deal with it at the end. But they don't want to hear commercials in the middle. But, you know, if I was getting at least $100 million from Spotify, I might change my tune on that too. So, you know, I don't appreciate it, but I understand. It's like that Chris Rock bit. What was he talking about? Oh, OJ. OJ killing his wife. Wow. <laughs> you know, when you just kind of casually say it out of context, it's not as funny. <laughs> He's like, I, you know, I'm not going to try to imitate the Chris Rock bit. If I don't have it memorized verbatim, if I'm not going to sound like Chris Rock. You're not going to care. It's just going to sound like an asshole imitating Chris Rock. <sighs> Let me digress a little bit. In the midst of all this, I realized that we need to get this show, Chris to Chris, on Spotify like ASAP, like yesterday. So we're going to figure that out. We're going to figure that out today. But in the meantime... It's just the tip of the week. So a few weeks back, I mentioned that my wife and I had been sleeping in the living room with our son. Now, you didn't need that information, but I thought it was relevant at the time. You know, my wife's like, why, why are you putting everything out there, you know? She's right. She's right. We don't need to be talking about everywhere we sleep. 
that, you know, that, that's what we've been doing. Because just what? That's just what we've been doing, all right? Shut the hell up. Anyway, for the most part, we've been uh, sleeping in our living room to this day. There's been a couple nights where we'll, we'll try to sleep in the bed, and you know, we'll wake up in some kind of agony. Maybe we just need a new mattress, you know, maybe. But we've been sleeping in the living room. She's been sleeping on the couch with the baby. I've been sleeping on the recliner. It's been a wonderful life. But on Saturday, I didn't sleep too good. See, the recliner, it is like directly in front of the the AC vent. And a recliner is, you know, it's a recliner. So it can only be so comfortable as a bed. You're kind of in this weird L-shape thing. It's a, or more like an S-shape. It's not exactly great on your spine, I assume. You know, I guess I'll find out when I make a chiropractor very rich in a few years. Point is, it's not a bed, right? So I slept bad on Saturday. And I didn't have a good time. I was uncomfortable, and I kept waking up over and over and over and over and over again. So I think I got like four hours of sleep that night. Now, on Sunday, I decided I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix this, you know? I'm I'm an uh, adult man with a brain. I can, I could fi- I could figure this out. And we have a recliner and a couch, but we also have a futon that we had recently moved out into the living room to make room for this crib that we have that we will eventually use in like uh, four months from now. So we got this futon. I'm like, you know what? We've just been using this thing to. Uh, pile on pillows and baby accessories, breast pumps, whatever, right? So I'm like, let's move this stuff onto the recliner and I can sleep on the futon tonight, right? So I moved all that stuff onto the recliner. I said, you know what? If I'm going to sleep in the living room, I might as well be lying down like a sophisticated young man that I am. Is 32 still young? I, I'm, I, I'm not quite middle-aged yet, right? And, you know, I guess in the, the 50s, I would have been... The 1950s, or maybe the 1930s. Let's say 1930s, Great Depression era. I might have been knocking on death's door right about now. But, you know, science has advanced. I don't look like the the old man working in the, the soot mines. I digress. <laughs> Before I continue, I need to point out that we got this, uh, this futon at the Walmart about mm, four years ago. Four years ago. It was... Uh, transitional furniture you can't see me but i'm doing air quotes right now it was transitional furniture and i don't mean that like we were changing our sex for the furniture it was furniture that we were using uh until we got better furniture before that we had a different piece of trans uh transitional furniture it was uh two bean bags called i think big joe something like that about two bean bags we we sat on those for a few weeks before we said look we, we need something better and so we got some food, to, uh, a futon from uh, Walmart. I think it was like 150 bucks, right? So we get this transitional piece of furniture before we get a real couch. And, you know, it worked fine enough as a couch, something that you could sit on, right? If you're going to sit on it, just going to sit on it, you're good to go. But the whole selling point of a futon is that you can lower it flat and sleep on it and bang on it, cook on it, whatever you want to do to a flat futon so that's what we did you know uh if somebody i think the last time we used it uh it was when our our nieces came over we said look you guys have a beautiful futon you got you can lie on it and you know your little kids you can lie on anything 
<laughs> anyway. <laughs> Point of a futon is that it's a couch, but it's also a makeshift bed, right? So after buying it four years later, I'm like, I'm going to get my money's worth. This is not just a, a couch that I almost never use. This is not just a, a couch that I use to stack pillows on. I'm going to lie on this thing. So, you know, I lower it down, grab a pillow, lay down on my $150 futon. Immediately, I start feeling the red flags. Well, uh, flag poles, I guess you could say. Uh, I, I was <laughs> I was feeling the, the support rods uh, jamming into my spine. So the way this futon worked is that you screwed in these little short legs to it. And I think it has like six six feet, six legs. And there's two feet in the middle, two legs in the middle. And those two legs were just jamming right into my spine. And I figured, you know what? Uh, I don't know if... <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you've ever slept on a rod jammed into your spine, but it is not as comfortable as it sounds. I thought... Well, maybe I just need to find a good position, and I'll be okay. I'll be good to go. Turns out I was wrong. The only good position on this futon is if you are sitting. Everything else is just a payday for a massage therapist. I did this all night long. All night long, I laid on this thing with some sort of futile optimism that it would get better. So when I woke up about six hours later, Really, I actually did wake up maybe two, three hours later to change the baby. But when I finally woke up about six hours later to just get up, it felt like I had slept in a sack full of rocks. You know, hearty rocks. I just, I just said slept in a sack full of rocks all night. I felt like shit, just to be blunt. So I finally gave up, and I slept for an hour in an actual bed, my actual bed which turns out is a much better place to sleep than a futon jamming poles up your back. And, you know, we keep talking about how uncomfortable our mattress is now. Like, oh, yeah, you know, our mattress is getting kind of old. Uh, we, we, we need a new mattress. We should replace it, right? But after you've slept on a Walmart futon for six hours with rods jammed up your spine, that mattress is the most comfortable place in the world. Granted, I still woke up feeling like shit, but... At least, you know, I wasn't sleeping with poles at my back. So this week's tip is to never sleep on a futon from Walmart and to maybe just sleep in a bed in the first place. Or, you know, on the ground or on the sidewalk. Whatever is more comfortable than that futon. Let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. Ruby Rose has decided that she will no longer play Batwoman on the CW's show called Batwoman. Mike, is that her real name? Ruby Rose? Let's look that shit up. Hold on. Okay. Oh, okay. Apparently it's Ruby Rose Langenheim. I guess that Langenheim doesn't sound as sexy as Ruby Rose. Anyway, uh, she's out. You know, she's, uh, she's hanging up the cape and cowl. They're not really saying why. She just said, uh, <laughs> Excuse me, she didn't burp, she just said, 
I have made the very difficult decision to not return to Batwoman next season. This was not a decision I made lightly as I have the utmost respect for the cast, crew, and everyone involved with the show in both Vancouver and in Los Angeles. I am beyond grateful to Greg Berlanti, Sarah Schechter, Diane Drys, blah, 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 for giving me this opportunity. I love you guys so much. Please don't kick me out of Hollywood. Something like that. So... Uh, I, I I read a follow-up piece on uh, Variety, and they actually delved into this more. They said, yeah, you know, uh, she didn't like the hours uh, requ- required of her as somebody who led the show. You know, you're, you play Batwoman and Batwoman, you're going to have to put in the most hours as an actress. She didn't like the hours, and it sounded like she wasn't really getting along with a lot of the people involved in the creation of the show. So she's like, look, I'm not having fun. You guys aren't liking me. Let's just call this a wash. So Warner Brothers, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's what happened with, according to Variety, right? Mike, Dell, have you guys seen any of these uh, CW superhero shows? I actually uh, just started watching Daredevil on Netflix around when these shows really started kicking off. And I just thought, you know, well, these network shows can't be better than Daredevil, right? All right? You know, Punisher was pretty good, too. I liked the first season of Jessica Jones. I did not enjoy, I, I, you know, we watched the whole first season of uh, Luke Cage. I was not as impressed as many other people. And I watched the whole first episode of Iron Fist, which amazingly got a second season. And I, I, I really put in the effort to get through that first episode. So I'll say that, I'll say that Daredevil and Punisher were really good shows. That's what I will say. But, uh. Anyway, let me digress a little bit more. After I read the the news about Batwoman, I decided to look up uh, some Batwoman clips to see, you know, what, what was I missing, you know? Maybe I was wrong to just prejudge these CW shows. You know, they, they got a lot of fans, and there's a lot of shows. You got uh, Green Arrow, The Flash, uh, what is it, Black Lightning, Legends of Tomorrow, Batwoman. A lot of these CW shows, wow. Anyway, I decided, you know, let me, let me look up Batwoman. What, what am I missing out on? Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, if you haven't seen Batwoman, I think the show is going to be just fine without Miss uh, Ruby Rose. And that's nothing personal against Ruby, but her acting style is just kind of... Uh, I don't want to say what's the opposite of good, because you know if I ever have to work with Ruby Rose, I don't want uh, there to be any bad blood. But apparently bad blood might be what have caused this, uh, this whole debacle in the first place. She, you know, okay, so in the clips I saw, she just didn't seem that intimidating. We'll say that, right? She did not have this this imposing presence for somebody that is supposed to have an imposing presence. All right, so if you don't know about Batwoman, uh, I didn't know she was Jewish, and that was one of the criticism against Ruby Rose. You know, in, in the Twitter sphere, unless you hit every checkbox that you need to hit, you're canceled, or you're you're on the verge of getting canceled, you know? So... Uh, one of the criticisms against uh, Miss Ruby Rose Langheim, Langenheim was that, you know, she was an actual lesbian because Batwoman's a lesbian, but she wasn't a Jewish lesbian. So when they uh, said, look, uh, DC said, yeah, we're, we're, we're okay with Miss Ruby Rose leaving, but we are going to recast her ass, you know. Uh, Batwoman is going to keep on going. We're going to recast her with another member of the LGBTQ plus alphabet uh, community. So, uh don't worry, we're, we're, we're going to keep her. Where am I going with this? <laughs> I 
I don't remember. My point is, she didn't seem that intimidating in the clips I saw of uh, Batwoman. Uh, but, you know, what I was impressed with, and I don't know if this is just because it was the first episode, but I, what I was impressed with was the budget. The budget did seem pretty good for some network TV stuff. You know, usually good budget in a superhero action kind of TV show is relegated to some premium cable. You know, HBO, Game of Thrones, uh, Westworld, uh, Watchmen. Oh my gosh, Watchmen had a budget. Westworld Season 3 has a budget. Game of Thrones Season 8, or was it 8? 7? Well, the last season of Game of Thrones, as bad as it was, had a budget. Usually network TV, not so much. And granted, let me just be clear, Batwoman's budget does not come close to any of those shows. But I was still impressed for it being a CW show. Greg Berlanti, you know, he's kind of earned his keep. He's uh, he's running this game here. He he kind of isn't. He's the big dog on campus at CW. He produces Green Arrow, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, probably uh, probably uh, Black Lightning, and I know he produces ba uh, Batwoman. At least according to this adios uh, quote from Ruby Rose. Are you guys following me here? DC decided to recast her. That's what we're saying. All right. They said, look, you're gone. We get it. We didn't want you anymore. We are mutually tired of each other. I can't imagine that they didn't pin her down for like two or three seasons in her contract, right? They had to. They had to. That's why this is just kind of like a, a mutual thing. She's like, look, I'm tired of it. They're tired of me. Let's just uh, be rid of each other. She's out. She's out. No word on who they're going to recast her with. But, you know, I think that the CW could probably get away with just, you know, using a rock and a wig as a temporary fill-in until they find a new Ruby Rose. I'm just messing with you, Ruby. I hope you're a big fan of this show, Chris to Chris. You can uh, subscribe. You can have your mom like this uh, page on Facebook at Uploaded UPN, L-O-A-D-E-D. -E oh, and uh, speaking of people that no longer work at DC, HBO Max just announced on Wednesday this week that they are going to finally release the Snyder Cut of Justice League. You guys heard of uh, the Snyder Cut? Of course you have. If you listen to the show, you are probably aware of this. Okay, so, you know, I just said if you listen, you already know this, but I'm going to explain it anyway. They're calling it uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. They should have just called it Justice League the Snyder Cut, I think. Because that's what it's been known as. And that is what brought this thing to the infamy that it has today. So Zack Snyder was the original director of Justice League. He stepped away due to the uh, unfortunate suicide of his daughter. And, you know, uh, Joss Whedon took over. Now, Zack Snyder, you know, uh, if you haven't seen Justice League, it's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. They, when Joss Whedon took over, he pretty much did reshoots for practically the entire thing. And Zack Snyder's going to be doing his own, his own cut of it. And I think about a year ago, Jason Momoa said, I've seen the Snyder cut. It's great. But that's not what, uh, what's, what's going to be put out. It's, uh, they, apparently, they're going to do like $20 million in reshoots and uh, edits and uh, special effects and that sort of thing. So a lot of it's already done, right? But... Big news was that Henry Cavill, the guy who played Superman, who quit as Superman, he's now back as Superman just for this movie, 
Who knows what will become of that? Maybe he will permanently be Superman again. I don't know where I'm going with that. Point is, uh, Justice League, or Zack Snyder's Justice League is... And you know the funny thing about this is, is that... Uh, they have a picture. It's like black and white as the characters of the Justice League. And Zach, it's called Zack Snyder's Justice League. And Zack Snyder's, those words take up about like a third of the screen. And Justice League is much smaller. It's much smaller. So the words J- Zack Snyder is what's really important here. And the funny thing about this is that uh, before Justice League came out, he was just getting universally shit on by like the geek communities because they're like, look, this guy, he blew it with uh, Man of Steel. He really blew it with uh, Batman versus Superman. This guy needs to go. He doesn't, his vision sucks. Now they're like, bring back Snyder. We want to see his version of Justice League. Funny thing about this is that Warner Brothers uh, or DC's... Uh, continuity is just so screwed up now the timeline is just so completely screwed it's just broken it's just broken uh they're they're doing they did the suicide or they did suicide squad you guys remember that movie suicide squad it uh it was that movie that sucked and then uh they have the guy who directed uh guardians of the galaxy one and two he got fired from guardians of the galaxy three and then he got rehired what's his name james gunn after he got fired from Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Warner Brothers was like, that's our dude. He makes good movies. You want to do Suicide Squad? And after that happened, Disney was like, okay, okay, look, uh, you're unfired. But he was already uh, committed to Suicide Squad. Point is, Suicide Squad didn't happen anymore. Uh, it's now The Suicide Squad. It's a soft reboot of sorts. I don't know. I guess we'll find out with the trailer. But... You know, nothing happened anymore. You got uh, Suicide Squad. It had uh, Jared Leto as the Joker. He's not going to be in The Suicide Squad because James Gunn essentially accused Jared Leto of being a pedophile. They have bad blood. And, you know, it sounds like Jared Leto might have... uh, You know, know, I'm not even going to say it because I might have to work with Jared Leto one day and I don't want him to think, hey, you called me a pedophile on your podcast. James Gunn called you a pedophile, all right? I just repeated it, Jared. I did see Jared Leto in a concert once. Why was Jared Leto at a concert? Oh, because he used to be in that in that band, uh, Metallica, right? Point is, slow down, Chris. Slow down. Point is, uh, Warner Brothers continuity is all screwed up, right? Uh, Jared Leto was in Suicide Squad as Joker, and then DC put out this movie called Joker, starring uh, Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Totally ignored Jared Leto. And then this movie called Birds of Prey came out. They acknowledge Jared Leto's Joker. They never show him. He'll never be in it again. I remember, after, actually, uh, there was a point, I think we talked about in this podcast, where DC was like, Warner Brothers was like, yeah, we're doing this Joker movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, but we also have this Jared Leto Joker movie that's totally going to come out. It was just to pe- appease Jared Leto, who was totally pissed off that they announced this Joker movie without him. But that was because, you know, he didn't do a great Joker. That was a problem. That was a problem, Jared. Your uh, Joker kind of was a joke. Whew. Did you guys enjoy that uh, video game corner? We didn't talk about much video games. Oh, by the way, uh, last point here that I wanted to mention was that this uh, Zack Snyder cut of Justice League, the Snyder cut, if you will, it is supposedly rumored to be a four-hour cut of this movie exclusively for HBO Max. Or... 
a possibly like a six part mini series. Six, I don't know if that'd be six hours or whatnot, but you know, I don't even know if any of this matters, right? Because if the continuity, if, if Justice League doesn't even matter anymore, and that's what it sounds like to me, then what's the point? The, the real point is that HBO Max needs exclusive content, and this is something that people have been demanding. So the, the joke is that this movie has been memed into existence. People kept saying, release the Snyder Cut. Hashtag the Snyder Cut. And now it's going to be released. So I hope you guys enjoyed that video game corner. Whew. All right. <laughs> All right. I think I figured out this, uh, this Spotify thing. When we first started the show in, I think it was October 2018, uh, getting your podcast on Spotify was tricky, murky at best, right? You kind of had to be deemed worthy. At least that's how I remember it. Spotify had to say like, yeah, you can be on our platform. But from what I could tell, it looks kind of easier now. So I'm going to submit our show to Spotify and see what happens here. Oh, wow. This looks way easier now. Hmm. I think we'll get our 8 billion listener goal a lot quicker. Yeah. All right. I'm going to dive deeper into this. But first, let's move on to the news. Okay, I love this story. On Monday, we asked on our Facebook page at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D, we asked, who makes the better pizza, Little Caesars or Chuck E. Cheese? This is kind of like a, a bonus poll, if you will. Now, if you've ever had either one of these pizza joints, you know that both of them make garbage pizzas, right? Now, if you're shouting over this podcast right now saying, hey, hey! Little Caesars is good. I'm sorry, you know? I'm sorry that somebody abused your tongue as a child where you think that Little Caesars makes good pizza. Sorry this happened to you. You have so many more options. So many options that aren't even good, but are still 10 times better than Little Caesars. Anyway, the question that we asked on our Facebook page was inspired by this story. I don't know if you've been following the news lately, but there's this virus going around that's forced a bunch of businesses to shut down. Like, legally, they've been forced to shut down. JCPenney just filed for bankruptcy, for example, right? A bunch of small businesses have gone bankrupt, too. A lot more small businesses than big businesses like JCPenney. But if your business is not considered essential, you are shit out of luck, right? S-O-L, if you will. And it turns out, that Chuck E. Cheese is not considered essential. I was just as surprised as you. So, <laughs> I guess they think that an arcade with a ball pit and an animatronic rat is, you know, a haven for viruses. And, you know, they're probably right. They're probably right, but it still sucks if you operate a Chuck E. Cheese, which is probably a franchise, you know? So it's, it's still probably an independent owner that's getting screwed over here. Now, about a month ago, the local Chuck E. Cheese where I live made a sign, like a cardboard sign with a Sharpie, and they said, you know, it's just some scrawled out handwriting saying that they were selling pizza and wings for like $6. You know, you can't beat that. Pizza and wings, 6 bucks, Not individually, but $6 pizza, $6 wings. Great, right? So they can still sell food because food is essential. They just can't let you lick their plastic balls. Anyway, on Monday... 
I ran across this story. Chuck E. Cheese is no longer a place for six-year-olds to have their birthday party. Chuck E. Cheese is now a restaurant. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever eaten a pizza from Chuck E. Cheese or not. But if you have, you know it because you can never really get the taste out of your mouth after that. And, you know, you're probably going to go through some kind of experience in the bathroom. Point is, is that Chuck E. Cheese pizza is is really bad. It's it's not quality food. They're lucky that they even are allowed to call it food, in my personal opinion. Granted, I have not eaten at a Chuck E. Cheese in probably like 20-something years, right? But by all accounts, it's still garbage food. I haven't heard the praises of Chuck E. Cheese pizza since I, I've, I've been gone, right? Since I've been away. And apparently, uh, Mr. Mr. Cheese is aware of his pizza's reputation, which is why they're now selling their food under a different name. So the story going around was that uh, Chuck E. Cheese pizza is being sold under the name Pasquale's Pizza and Wings. And so uh, this uh, person on Reddit, user uh, Kendall Neff, said that they ordered some pizza on this local place on from this local place on uh, Grubhub called Pasquale's. Yeah, that sounds uh, vague and vaguely Italian, right? You know. So the Grubhub guy drops off the food, and Kendall texts him asking, "You know, I'm just curious. Was was this food from Chuck E. Cheese?" And dude says, "Well, there was the Chuck E. Cheese store, but the windows had the Wing Restaurant on them. I was curious too. So what he's saying is." I did go to a Chuck E. Cheese, but on the windows, it said Pasquale's Pizza and Wings. So apparently, uh, Kendall and her husband had eaten enough Chuck E. Cheese pizza to recognize, you know, the the post-traumatic stress, the the PTSD that it leaves on your tongue, right? So she said that the the chef at Chuck E. Cheese is named Pasquale. That's some trivia for you. I'd have to look that up on Wikipedia to see if she's right. But it sounds correct. Because if you've ever been to Chuck E. Cheese, all the characters, all the animatronic rats and stuff playing banjos and whatnot, they all have names. They all have names. And I'm willing to bet that the chef, the animatronic chef at Chuck E. Cheese is named Pasquale. So uh, Chuck E. Cheese actually responded to the story and confirmed, yeah, it's us. It's us. They said... The pizza was better because it had a thicker crust and more sauce on it. They said, this is different. This is not Chuck E. Cheese pizza. This is Pasquale's pizza. The crust is thicker and we have more sauce. Now remember, I have not had a Chuck E. Cheese pizza in a long time. But from what I recall... Thin crust and sauce quantity was not the problem I had with that pizza. The problem I had was that it was a terrible pizza. Ingredients, cooking methods, everything. It was just a terrible pizza. That's probably why Chuck E. Cheese sells beer. Because they're like, look, this is garbage food. Here's something to dull your pain a little bit. But despite all this, I do respect their hustle, you know? <laughs> I respect it, you know? Where we can either go down or we can say, hey, look, this isn't Chuck E. Cheese pizza. This isn't some rat pizza. This is Pasquale's Italian Eatery. Pizza and wings. I actually felt kind of bad for them uh, about a month ago when I saw that cardboard sign they made. But, you know, it looks like they're 
They're they're on their grind. I felt bad for him, but I didn't feel bad enough to actually buy Chuck E. Cheese pizza. So good luck to him. But uh, I will not be ordering from anybody called Pasquale in the immediate future. Whew, let's breathe. <laughs> I'm actually feeling a, a kind of optimistic about this uh, Spotify situation. Because uh, as I was uh, talking about Chuck E. Cheese, I, I, I saw that the Spotify deal has gone through. You can officially listen to Chris to Chris through Spotify as of now. Pronto, ahora. That means uh, we now have uh, random commercial breaks in the middle of our show, too, if you're not paying for premium like myself. So, awesome. That kind of makes us feel a little bit more legitimate, a little bit more official. Like, I could just be saying something in the middle of my sentence. It could be like, attention, Home Depot shoppers. Shoppiners. What kind of uh, ads play in the middle of uh, things these days? I, don't, I haven't listened to Spotify in a while. I know uh, I remember Pandora always using Home Depot ads. I don't know. I'm just saying, I feel like a big shot now. But because we're also on Spotify now, I could say in the beginning of the show, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Podcast Republic, Pocket Cast, blah, 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 blah. Everywhere. Podcasts are sold for free. But you know, Spotify, we're on Spotify. It's a big deal. We're on the same network as Joseph Rogan. I'm not sure if uh, Joe Rogan is short for Joseph Rogan. I imagine it must be, right? I don't know. I don't know. Point is, we are now available to a much bigger audience. So that's going to get us closer to our potential 8 billion listeners that we want to get to. It's a tough call. It's a tough call. Either way, if you can hear my voice right now, do me a favor and subscribe to Chris to Chris on Spotify like right now. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, you know, we'll put the link in the uh, post description on our, our website, uploaded.com. Please do so. Please do so. We need your help to grow uh, this show to our 8 billion listener goal. And, you know, eventually we'd like to get offered like a sweet nine-figure deal like Joe Rogan to go Spotify exclusive, right? Just to piss everybody off. But we can't do that if, you know, you're just sticking around all day. Oh, but by the way, by the way, Last week on our show, we introduced a new voicemail feature. And apparently a lot of people thought that we were just, you know, fucking with you. You thought it was a joke. You thought we were kidding. You were wrong. You were wrong. This is real. This is real. Uh, we, we have a phone line specifically for voicemail, and we do want to hear from you. So if you have any questions or comments or criticisms, call us at 909 909- Four eight six three six seven three, or easier to remember nine oh nine gun dope nine oh nine gun dope. You can uh, call us. We we can get into some beefs, but remember the beefs could very well likely go on air to the world to hear. But uh, yeah, I uh, just wanted to make that clear. We we do listener questions and we do now do voicemails so uh speaking of listener questions Dell, what time is it chris to chris presents listen question time thank you Dell. we have some wonderful questions this week from ken and yilly uh ken asks how often do i need to support bernie sanders financially ken for less than a cup of coffee each day you can support a bernie sanders in vermont with your support you will receive pictures and updates of bernie as he goes on to endorse other candidates for president. Think about it. Please consider it. Yilly asks, 
What do you think you will be nostalgic about when your son is older? Well, Yilly, right now, I am nostalgic about sleeping in a bed, a comfortable bed. But when he gets older, I think I'll be remembering the good old days, you know, when movie theaters still existed, and I could go to them. Or, you know, I could go to anything. I could uh, go to a bar and drink from a cup without, you know, being completely paranoid about the whole situation. And I was already somebody that was paranoid about that thing in the first place, to a certain degree. But it's totally ramped up. But I do feel a lot more justified, uh, vindicated. I feel like I look a lot weir- less weirder, less weirder, a lot less weird when I open a door with a paper towel or something. <laughs> you know, I, I feel a lo- little bit more comfortable. People don't look at me like a, a maniac anymore, which is nice. Ken asks, if we stuck Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden in a maze, do you think we could charge people on pay-per-view to watch them try to get out? Hmm. Well, I think it's a great idea to help stimulate the economy, Ken. I think that's a good start. I think uh, Bernie would probably have the edge in this maze, you know, if we split him up. I think Bernie would have the edge because, you know, Biden would probably totally forget what they were doing there in the first place. But, you know, their powers combined, I think they could totally take a nice long nap. Thanks for the question, Ken. Uh, Gilly asks, how many turkeys would it take to eradicate humans? Just wondering for fun. Well, for fun, Gilly, I would wager that it would take about 6 to 12 determined turkeys to take out a kid, right? So maybe like 20 vicious turkeys could take out a full-grown man if they attacked all at once, right? But they have to be trying, right? They have to be trying. You know, lazy turkeys are easy to kick in the head. You kick a turkey in the head, I imagine they're done for, right? Kick it kick, kick it hard. You got some shoes on, maybe some steel-toed boots. You know, it's, it's cheating, but... Okay, let's do the math. Let's do the math. According to the first result of a Google search, about 26% of the world population is under 15. So let's split the difference and say it takes like nine turkeys to kill somebody under 15, right? Nine turkeys. According to my calculator, it would take 18,252,000,000 turkeys to kill all of those kids. Now, if it takes 20 turkeys to kill every adult, we're looking at 115,444,000,000 I'm sorry, angry turkeys. Now, if it takes 20 turkeys to kill every adult, we're looking at 115,440,000,000 angry turkeys. Combined, that's 133,692,000,000 turkeys. I think the ultimate takeaway here is that if we ever get to this point, nobody is allowed to be a vegan anymore, right? We have a serious turkey problem, and we got to eat our way out of it, you know? But they might win that way too because, you know, Trip to fan, put you to sleep, knock your ass out. We gotta be careful with these turkeys. You don't want to overpopulate the world with turkeys. Too many, too many goblins. I'm, I'm losing it. I think we should uh, wrap this up with one more question from Ken. Well, actually, you know, maybe uh, three more questions or four more questions. I got, I got more questions to go here. Ken asks, on a scale from one to ten, how likely are you to pick the number nine? Well, Ken, my first thought was uh, six because, you know, six, nine, why not? But the reality is it's probably a one or two. Probably one or two if I'm being honest. Thanks for the question. <laughs> Yilly asks, do you have any nicknames for your coworkers? Yes, as a matter of fact, I do. I most certainly do. But if I don't actually say their name, their real name, 
it might not make any sense. Eh, what the hell? Who cares? Who cares? I'm not going to say their real name, but I'll say their nicknames. You know, there, there's Ricky Flo, Donnie J, fucking Justin, Snoozan. Actually, I made that last one up, but wouldn't that be a great nickname for like a, a, a lazy, boring woman named Susan? Snoozan? You guys can steal that, but give me credit. So not actually steal, you guys can use that. As long as you give me credit, and uh, credit that to Chris at upandloaded.com. Ken asks, will Devin ask a question I actually care about this week? Wow, fighting words. Ken, it does not look like Devin will ask a question you care about or any question this week. I think that you might have insulted his honor with this question. So, uh, Devin, I hope you uh, will be willing to ask us a question despite this uh, slight to your name. Ken also asks, can I change my status from top fan to supreme fan? Ken, permission granted. Permission granted. Thank you for asking. Uh, any other requests for title changes will be approved by Mike. If you guys want to be considered a top fan on this show, all you have to do is follow us at Up and Loaded on our Facebook page and comment. Just comment. Ask us questions. I don't know how long it takes, but I know that Ken's a top fan. Yilly's a top fan. Devin's a top fan. Shaw might be a top fan. We got some top fans up in here. And I want you to be a top fan, too. Let's wrap this show up. Let's wrap the show up with some poll results. So, last week on our Facebook page, at Up and Loaded, U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D, we asked, uh, in honor of Dinosaur Day, we said, what's your favorite dinosaur? Half of you said it was the T-Rex, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. About 37.5% uh, of you said it was uh, Mitch McConnell. 12.5% of you said it was uh, Nancy Pelosi and Pat Roberts. But 0% of you gave it to Chuck Schumer or Dianne Feinstein. I think they were both uh, very uh, disappointed in those results. This week's poll asked, have you liked our Facebook page for your mom yet? If you guys aren't aware, you can totally like our Facebook page or even Twitter if she has one or Instagram. I know moms are more likely to have an Instagram than a Twitter but if you have you, uh, if, you know, did your mom go to the bathroom? Did you uh, take her phone real quick? Uh, type in U P N L O A D E D in the search, and then hit the like button on Facebook, maybe on Instagram, maybe on Twitter, the follow button, whatever it is. Have you done that? Have you done that? That's our poll for this week. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to this show and follow us on those social media pages that I just re uh, recited to you. <laughs> I don't know. Instagram cracker, Twitter, Facebook. We are on all. Oh three of those things this has been episode 82 of chris to chris hey folks do me a favor and enjoy your weekend or else <laughs>